Did he come down the chimney? Is he, are the presents there? I, I think the presents are there. I, I think the presents might be there. Did, did, did the big man come? Did the big man come to give us presents down the chimney? Did he come down the chimney to give us presents? I'm the Christmas boards children up early to see if Santa came to give them presents from down the chimney. To under the Christmas tree. Okay, so it was more than one child. Then. Yeah, that was actually okay. two. Like a, I was imagining a brother and a sister. Okay. In I, my head. I thought it was this one really annoying kid. <laughs> one really annoying only child yeah. who just talked to himself. Yeah. And thought he was just the coolest, or he was the smartest little boy in the world. Because he's an only child. Is that your experience with only children? No, not a, not in real life <laughs> at all. But that's like the you know the the stereotype, sure, of yeah. course. But all the only children I know are very nice. I know. Um, but of course, I don't associate with bad folks, so I wouldn't know. True. Folks, welcome to Christmas Sports. Oh my goodness. Uh, Christmas Sports, of course, is an offshoot of the Sports Sports Podcast, where me, Ben Wheatmartian, and my co-host, Ashley Chavez, recap and review the weirdest and wildest and whitest Christmas. Straight to TV and straight to streaming Christmas movies of the year. And by white Christmas, of course, I mean snow, not uh, <laughs> the color of the people's skins in the movie, because that's changing these it days. It is changing, but it's still like 90%. Yes, but I, I feel like this year, uh, not to get straight into it, but this year, I, I feel like there's been a marked um, uptick in diversity in these movies, Yeah, which I we have I touched on numbers. in the past. Yeah, yeah. But it does I, feel like it. Yes. Um they're they're going uh, uh, from beyond just being you know the best friend or the boss into being some main characters, yeah. Uh, non-white people that is, non-white actors that is. Anyway, um, folks, welcome to what I what I guess is going to be maybe possibly probably our last episode of the 2022 season. No. I get. I don't know. I mean, this is the last one. This is the Thursday. It's Thursday before Christmas. We have to release one on Christmas. I, I guess now we can. Okay. Long story short, uh, we're worried about having COVID. Um, yeah. So we might be hunkering down. We don't. We both tested negative. So um, we did. Even though I sound like I tested positive, but that's just allergies. I promise. That's normal allergies. Yeah. Um, she's getting. Back used to the L.A. air since we just arrived yeah, uh, this, this morning. Yeah, this pollen problem is insane. The pollen problem in L.A. has to be taken care of. Yeah, I there's so many warnings, air pollution warnings. Uh, you know, uh, traffic is a problem in L.A., but what about the pollen, folks? People are not talking about how bad the pollen is. Yeah, Mayor Bass. I hope she uh, is... <laughs> that's got it. That's the number one what problem. What else is she doing? Yeah, she... Our new mayor, uh, the city of L.A., Karen Bass, uh, please address the pollen. 
Um, well, anyway, yeah. So maybe, long story short, uh, maybe we'll be hunkering down and we'll be able to do another uh, podcast. Yes. So that remains to be seen. Folks, this is a, you know, a seat of your pants, fly by the seat of your pants type of podcast. And we, we, uh, we're we definitely going to be watching in more Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many more do you think we'll watch in the next uh, five days? It's five days at, till at Christmas. At least, I'd say three. Yeah, I think three is a good guess. Three. 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 What else are we going to do? I don't, I don't know. <sighs> well, um, that's all for the future, but for the present, we are talking about a movie that actually did not come out in 2022. That's correct. It came out in 2021, and the reason why we did another 2021 movie, another one, of, I guess this is the first one, um, is because... All of the good movies. We so we start record. We record these well before um, you know they get released. Obviously, we're not talking live into your ears, as you probably know, um, as everyone knows. Uh, so, in most of the really good movies uh, that Lifetime, Hallmark, and the other ones release are in the middle of December. Yeah, closer to Christmas, of course. Exactly. Yeah. Or Close, Hanukkah. Closer to Christmas and Hanukkah. And all the uh, all of the holidays, so um, we decided to just find whichever one looked the best for this uh, most recent episode, and that, my friends, was a movie called "Saying Yes to Christmas," yes. starring Erica Prevost and Romaine Waite. And "Saying Yes to Christmas," of course, is a lifetime Christmas movie. Um, which I think our final tally uh, has light. We watched one more Lifetime movie than Hallmark movie. Oh, good for us. Yeah. Uh, and then we watched a Netflix movie. So we didn't really stray too far from the path. No. Uh, in this little experiment of Christmas Sports 2022. But I think we watched, you know, a good cross section of them, I think. We never got to a Hanukkah one, which is the problem. It, it, it didn't get released. Both Lifetime and Hallmark, I think, each make one Hanukkah one. Right. And it hadn't been released. Neither of them had been released by the time we were able to watch them. Right. Because today is the second day of Hanukkah, I believe. So when was it? It was tricky. Yeah, I think they released them like on Han- the first day of Hanukkah or the day before. I don't know. I'm not the one programming these movies, even though, li- folks, if you're listening at Lifetime or Hallmark... <laughs> I would absolutely love to work for you. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll both we'll both work for you. We will quit our jobs and go stra- no. and go straight to the headquarters. Um so yes, yeah, saying yes to Christmas, of course, is a lifetime movie from 2021 starring Erica Prevost and Romaine Waite. And as always, what I'm gonna do now is read the recap that I wrote right after we watched it. Um, and I was very, and just as a reminder, I am always very sleepy when I write these. So sometimes they're sloppy and a little nonsensical at parts. And Ashley, please interrupt me or feel free to butt in if you have anything to add. Does that sound good? That sounds great. And this movie was extra wacky. So I'm really excited to hear what your notes have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. I won't even, 
I have a lot to say about the the, the premise of this movie, and uh, well, let's just get into it. How about it? So June, the main character that is played by Erica Prevost, is an associate editor, and now now that's going to come in later. I I wrote associate in all caps and underlined. June is an associate editor, and I can't stress that enough, at a huge children's book publisher. She really wants to graduate from being an associate editor to editor. And that's like her want. Every movie character, every great movie character has a want, and that is her want. Yeah, and it's brought up like 50 times by everyone. Everyone's like, associate editor. She will soon be an editor, but right now she's currently an associate editor. Like it's it's said at least fifty times. Yeah, um, and I'm not big in the publishing world. I don't know um, uh, too much about that world, but I can't imagine. I mean, no one wants to be an associate anything. You want to drop that associate. You don't want to be an associate producer. You want to be a producer. Exactly. Um, so I get it. Listen, I get it. Uh, June clearly works very hard and has little time for Christmas. This much is made clear from the get-go. To get the promotion that she wants so bad, uh, to go from associate editor to editor, her mean boss sends her to spend Christmas in her hometown because a big children's author will be in the town for Christmas. (laughs) What a coincidence. Wow. What, what, a co- what a coincidence. You know, another important thing here is at the very beginning of the movie, the first scene is this our main character reading a book to this little kid, I think, in a library. It's really unclear. I think she's volunteering, like, uh, she's a voluntary reader or something. Yes. Anyways. Um, an associate voluntary probably, reader. <laughs> probably an associate volunteer. Um, this woman can't catch a break, but... Um, anyway, so she's reading the book that meant the, meant the most to her growing up, which is by this one author that we'll get into in a second. But at the beginning, she says, one day I'll sign her. And that's like her big thing. Yeah. So it is her like big... just five minutes later, her horrible Scrooge of a boss is like, your favorite editor is in your hometown doing some Christmas stuff and we need you to sign her. It yes. Great. Yeah. I'm in. Listen, I think that's great when that kind of thing happens, when you really want to sign a big author, and that big author just happens to be in your hometown for Christmas. That just is awesome. I mean, come on. Come on. All right, so she is headed back to her hometown. Um, I don't think it ever says where she where she is, I uh, think- where she lives. She lives in Chicago. Oh, in Chicago. It, it is Chicago. It takes place in Chicago, and I think she... Is from a suburb. Yeah, okay. So it's just a suburb of Chicago. Who knows? Who could who could tell which one it is? So anyway, June agrees to go, and once she gets there, everyone is obsessed with her immediately. Like, she is a... Like, everyone just, like, mobs her when she gets there. Her parents, obviously. Yeah. But everyone in town is just like... And you know what they're talking about. Is she editor yet? Oh, absolutely. But also, she just didn't tell her parents. Like, her parents were shocked to see her. Did she not tell her parents that she was coming home for Christmas? Yes, exactly. Um, She didn't even warn them. She just said, I'm going to stay here. Yeah, just showed up. And she's well into her... 
I don't know, what would you say, late 20s? Come yeah. on. You got to grow Absolutely. up at some point. Treat your parents like the human beings that they are. Thank you. The adult human beings that they are Thank with their you. own lives. Um, okay, so they're obsessed with her immediately. Everyone in the hometown is obsessed with her immediately. And they're also all obsessed with having a million little Christmas events. That's made clear from the get-go. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just making these up, but like candy cane trimming <laughs> competition and the local, you know, sweater weaving, uh, pin the tail on the donkey the donkey uh, Christmas version yeah. competition. They have a million, and they just list them off, and they're insane. They're all so specific. Yeah. And they're like, oh, of course you're coming to this. I know. It's like it's insane the amount of things they expect this woman to do. Like even if she did have all the free time in the world, you can't possibly be doing this many events yeah, in like there's, a three-day period. Right, yeah. She's home for yeah less than a week. <coughs> And they've listed at least they've listed at least over the course of the movie fifty events. And they're like not just like uh, one of them is a hot chocolate tasting event. So you just go around and like hang out and taste hot chocolate. Sure, hot cho- that's easy. Yeah, sure, a hot chocolate tasting event. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but a lot of them are like, oh, we need you to help make food for our event at the brewery, and like all these things. It's like work oh yeah putting her to work right exactly there's not it's not just like little like fun things she also needs to like volunteer to help out so she's getting mobbed from every angle uh now one of the townspeople immediately uh one of the townspeople that's immediately obsessed with june is blake the local brewmaster's son and old friends with june so they were like friends when they were kids yeah and he comes in and he's immediately coming in just as hot as everyone else about all the events yeah um and he's a brewmaster's son hoping to inherit the brewery yeah and guess what he's got ideas for what to do with the brewery and guess what his dad doesn't want to hear one of them <laughs> yeah and his dad is old school and he and well let me tell you blake is new school <laughs> When it comes to brewery stuff, <laughs> like where to put the tables in the brew in the brewery, that's oh, yeah. one of the things that he wants to do. He wants to change where the tables are. Yeah, and he can't. No, his dad's like, no, that ain't how it goes. So initially, uh, <laughs> initially June says she'll be working this entire time, so she can't possibly go to all the million Christmas events, which is reasonable. Sometimes you gotta, if you're coming home for Christmas, sometimes you gotta work. Yeah, it happens. That's the world that we live in. I wish it didn't happen like that, but that's the world that we live in. And I'm, I don't want to stand up for her the entire time because she does come in to see her parents apparently for the first time in five years. She hasn't seen her family. Did she they say five years? It's been five years since she's visited home and she just lives in a suburb. Yeah, she lives a car right away. Yeah, so she shows up to her family's house her parents house without calling them telling them that this is the first christmas she's going to be um with them in five years and then after that is like but i have to work the whole time and it's like you can do one event with your mom like you're not gonna be working 24 7 yeah and her mom is just like near tears when she says she can't do anything which i agree with you she's being completely unreasonable you can't just barge in and say like sorry i can't spend any time with you 
Stay at a hotel. Yeah. Just stay at a hotel, June. Okay, anyway, initially June says she, she'll be working the whole time. She can't do all of these events, obviously. But something happens. Something magical. Something Christmas magical happens. Blake wishes that June would say yes to Christmas. <laughs> the titular line. That's all, folks. Yeah, the titular line it is. <laughs> Say just say yes to Christmas. He just says, ah. they're playing a little like Christmas game that they used to play when they were kids. And she's like, oh, no, well, I got to go in and work. And Blake's left outside, you know, holding the bag saying, oh, man, I wish June would just say yes to Christmas. He and he does this. What I think is funny is that. He says, and I wish June would just say yes to Christmas, at least until Christmas Day. And it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. But also, like, it's weird. Like, it feels like you've really thought about this because you're putting, like, limits on things. It's like, I don't always say yes forever, but just until Christmas. But, like, when else would she be saying yes to Christmas other than Christmas? Yeah, if time. you wanted her to say yes to Christmas stuff on after Christmas, then you're insane, and you're. This is like an. E it becomes an evil wish. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. From some sort of, um, sinister deity or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's maybe that's a maybe. movie I'd like to watch. Krampus. Krampus, Krampus. You have to do Christmas stuff all year round. <laughs> um. Okay. So after Blake makes this wish. Uh, Ju magically, June must say yes to any Christmas-themed invitation. Does that sound like any movie that we've ever watched before? It does. Um, yes, this is very much a Jim Carrey's Yes Man situation. Yeah, exactly. Also, Jim Carrey, and before Jim Carrey's Yes Man situation, liar, Jim Carrey's Liar Liar, liar yeah, situation. Exactly. So it's already been done twice by one guy. You're gonna have another moment of this but honestly once i saw that it was a yes man liar liar situation i was pretty stoked so i'm yeah. glad they did it yes honestly it's a, it's a nice refreshing thing to have a little bit of actual magic instead of the characters here's the thing about these christmas movies sometimes they talk about christmas magic and they don't define what do you mean well this this movie defines it yeah. christmas magic is a woman has to say yes <laughs> to every invitation that she gets to go to a Christmas event and participate it's in it. It's simply sick. It's sick. And to her credit, I will say, Erica Prevost, who plays June, is clearly doing a bit of a Jim Carrey impression. Yeah. The way that she has to say yes. Um, like someone will ask her and her face is saying no, is like shaking no, but then she says yes really quick. Yeah. So like, let's do a quick uh, example. Um, Ashley Al... Yeah. Ask you if you want to do a Christmas, uh, go, do a Christmas event. Yeah, and you have to ask, act like June does. Okay. Oh, hey June, do you want to go to the Christmas tree uh, chopping up and giving away to small children event uh, next Tuesday at three a.m.? Oh, I have to work, but I would absolutely love to. Yes. <laughs> yes, got her. Got she it. said yes. And then I wish you could see her face. I think that she does an excellent job at it. No, I love I agree. watching her. I know you do, but I, I love watching her 
um, do like the no, my face is saying no, but I have to like this thing is coming out of me and I have to say yes. Yeah, not an easy feat. No, to not do at all. over and over again. But that was a great impression, by the way, Ashley. I oh, don't wanna, thank you. I don't want to let um, let you off the hook there. Great impression. My thank God, you. you should be acting. In wow. This. So okay, magically June must say yes to any Christmas themed invitation, and as you can guess, uh, it's a yes man situation. Is what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> and as uh, also as you can guess, uh, all hell breaks loose. Oh boy! On June. Everyone starts inviting her everywhere, and that's annoying. Um, and sorry, and that's annoying. Oh, yeah, sorry, and that's annoying. But <laughs> June meets the author. Remember, the author is in town, yes. But June meets the author and tries to get close to her, but fails. Um, at first, June begins to like the Christmas events that she must say yes to. And not working 24-7. And eventually she kisses Blake. Yeah. That kind of sums it up, right? Yeah. I mean, I do want to say something. I I was yelling at this movie a lot. I had mm-hmm. a lot of problems with this movie. I mean, not problems um, with the movie. Problems with these characters in the show. So everyone interrupts her constantly. Our main character. That's true. That is true. Constantly interrupting her. Constantly in her business. They don't know her. They have not seen her in five years, right? This is a different person. I think the last time they all saw her, she was like in college still, right? So she's a full-grown adult. There, There are adults and like peers that are interrupting her, taking her phone away to stop her from answering phone calls. Oh, yeah. If she's on the phone, they'll be like, hey, I have a million questions. Um, she runs into the author at one point cause she invites her to the, I think the hot chocolate event and Blake looks at her like, who the hell are you talking to? As if they're together and oh. she's like talking to another man or something and he's jealous. Yes. Like, it was very, very weird. And then he gets in the way. He stops the conversation from happening. She says that she's going to, um, take them to look at a booth or whatever. And he was like, but you're hanging out with me. Like, why are you? going with this woman yeah that was a particularly kind of like weird there was some darkness in blake's eyes when he was saying that like no no you're with me you're with me though yeah and i don't know why they let this actor make that a part of the character like because otherwise he's like fine and good and jolly and like oh a fun like uh, companion to her yeah. and stuff, but that that moment was very weird. Yeah, and they're like they've not they're like you know um, best friends from the past, and they're hanging out again, and having fun, and a little flirty, you know, whatever. But they've not established sure. any like romance here yet. Yes, before when and he's immediately you're talking possessive. about when the in that incident when yes. he is very possessive of yeah. her. Yeah, very yeah. strange. So. To know for me. So anyway, to catch up, catch you up on everything. June is doing uh, is 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 slowly falling in love with Blake um, as she keeps having to say yes to all these Christmas events and participates in them with him. But she's doing a bad job on getting close to the author that's in town. Right. And by the way, the author that's in town has her daughter with her. And they're just there. They didn't have any plans whatsoever, by the way, the author and her daughter. They just wanted to come to, like, have Christmas there. And June's like, oh, I can tell you all these Christmas things. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll just figure it out on our own. 
Exactly. So, June's failing in that department, so her boss comes to town. Remember her mean boss? <laughs> Did and you write that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I improvised that okay. right off the top of the dome. Her boss comes to town and schedules a meeting with June and the author at the time she should be helping Blake. At the time that June should be working uh, to help Blake at his brewery. Working is the key word. Yeah, so <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. Like, so June is basically trying to slow play it with this author and kind of like sidle up and become friends with her first. The boss comes in uh, like a whirlwind and says, no, we're just getting a meeting. Simultaneously, Blake has asked June to help with some brewery event or whatever. Um, and she agrees because she can't say no, but she also has this meeting, uh, so she's got to do that for her job. So this is the conflict. And of course, as I wrote down, Blake's disappointed. Beyond disappointed, he's like never going to talk to her again. Yeah, kind of ready to ready to write her off. Yeah, completely wants to write her off. And, and by the way, they have kissed at this point. Yeah, and she's confessed the not confessed, but told him how. The important things of her career, signing this woman, um, how it's always been her dream for a very, very long time. And then she says, I have this opportunity to meet with this woman now. And he's like, how dare you not go to my brewery event and work for me and cook food for me? Yes, this is like a – right. That You said it best, um, so I'm not going to add anything Psych. to it. You did it. I have no, no notes on that explanation. <laughs> Um, so Blake's disappointed, ready to write her off, and uh, J- June is at this meeting with her boss and the author. And at the meeting, June decides to go, like, at the meeting, they're talking business, but June just spontaneously decides to go independent <laughs> and sign the author herself. It was insane. Yeah, like, that's a bold move for yeah. someone who has pretty much staked her entire career at this point on graduating from associate editor to editor. She's like, well, no, I'm going to start my own publish publishing house and sign this author herself and no longer associate. Wait. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was very, again, I was very sleepy. So at the meeting, she goes independent, um, to sign the author herself and no longer, um, Become, be an associate editor. She also decides to stay in town. That's what I wrote. This, listen to what I wrote. This is uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> At the meeting, June decides to go independent and sign the author herself. No longer associate. She also stays in town. What was I thinking? I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's that's what it deserves. Anyway, I like it. So she decides to stay in town, and and basically at this point, I think we're we're deciding. Oh, she's decided that saying yes to Christmas is the best thing that could have happened, and that's what's going to get her to sign this author. Yeah, and ultimately it does. Blake finds out that she decides to stay in town and loves it. Can you imagine? I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah. 
But Blake was good. It was just that one Blake scene. Blake was good. Yeah. He just had like two or three scenes where I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. It, but he's just like everyone else. He's just pushing oh. her around and interrupting her and, you know. Every single person. Like even the mom who was really sweet had at least eight events a day and was really depressed when her daughter couldn't do all eight of them. Yes. Yeah. The mom was. Yes, exactly. Also, the mom looks like she's younger than Absolutely. the daughter. Yeah. Uh, which is. And then the dad is just this old dude. Is the grandpa. Yeah, he looks like an old grandpa. Um, anyway, Blake finds out, and he loves it, and then they have the weirdest kiss Oh yeah. ever. Like, he's just a weird kiss. Yeah, that was really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, yeah, because it was like... We watched this a few days ago, so I'm not. It's not completely fresh in my mind. And some of these kisses in these movies are just so Ooh, weird. The chemistry is zero. The chemistry is zero. This one was like almost too sexual for a little bit because they kind of like, if I'm remembering correctly, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they kind of like maneuver around each other and kind of like as if they're sniffing each other a little bit. Yeah, because they're at a dance, or not a dance, but like an event, and there's music playing, right? Yes. They start yeah. dancing. And yes, then they're dancing, like, right, right. Yeah, it feels like for a second, like one of the Matrix raves or something. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell is going on? Yeah, they've entered a Matrix rave, uh, <laughs> and then here comes the guys in the black suits, and they're going <laughs> to kill them or something. But yeah, it's just such a very strange kiss. Uh, but uh, no better way to end a Christmas movie than with the strangest two people who don't know how to act like humans uh, yeah. trying to kiss each other. Yeah. Um, although they were pretty good actors. No, think, that, that's not against their acting ability. It's just the characters were so wild. Yes, yeah. And then they they kiss each other and it's weird. And that's the end of the movie. That's Ta-da. that's saying yes to Christmas by the Lifetime Network. Um, ultimately, a, a little bit of a uh, diversion um, from the normal formula of Christmas movie because there is actual magic involved, and uh, it's a Jim Carrey movie also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't even know. There's probably a, a movie like that before Jim Carrey. It's a pretty simple premise. Right. Um Oh, yeah, there was. It was called Liar, Liar. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, Jim Carrey. I, listen, I love. we all love Jim Carrey. He's right. great. How did he make Liar, Liar and then Yes Man? Get another actor to do it. Liar, Liar was so good, we wanted to see another version of it. I mean, clearly. I'm sure that's what the execs upstairs said. Yeah. How, can we re- how can we make this movie again only slightly different? Um, okay, so here comes the worksheet. Uh, for saying yes to Christmas, Ashley, uh, first of all, was there mistletoe involved slash was this actually a Christmas movie? Um, I think it was a Christmas movie. Was there mistletoe involved? I can't really remember. I don't remember any mistletoe. I don't either. Um, it wasn't notable. I didn't write it in the recap. So let's just assume there was not. Yeah. It's canon now that okay. saying yes to Christmas did yeah. not have yeah. mistletoe in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite quote. So I actually didn't write down a quote because I couldn't really find one um, or nothing stood out to me. 
but I will say that um, I think some of my favorite moments were when I was yelling at the t- the TV yes, because I was yeah. so mad, and I was particularly mad at this one couple who is they're like part of the friends of family group yeah, that family they roll friends, with all right? the time. Yeah, uh, the woman wears the most insane clothes you've ever seen, and like everyone in the town dresses like normal, fairly stylish, like forty and fifty year olds. I would say a combination of 40 and 50 year olds in the town. Yeah. Fairly stylish. This woman is wearing extreme like 80s mom jeans. Extreme. Oh, that's right. Purple, yeah. bright purple turtle. And bag. not in like the cool way that, you know, folks are doing it these days. No, they're too big for her. They're baggy. They're like, they look horrid. <laughs> and then also like an art vest. Like, okay. So <laughs> like light wash mom jeans, purple magenta e turtleneck and a black and beaded art vest. So Art she's best. like an insa- the most insane fourth grade teacher you've ever seen. <laughs> and like, I don't know why. Even her husband looks fairly normal. But this woman does not care if you're on the phone, does not care if you're talking to someone. She'll go in and be like, you're going to be able to make it to our charity bake event, right? Yeah. That's yeah. all she says like every single time. So anyways, my favorite quote is everything that that woman says. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. The most insane fourth grade teacher you can imagine. I mean, just imagine it. And that's it's dead on. Um, I, I similarly, nothing super stood out to me, but, um, what I, what I'm going to say is my favorite quote (laughs) and I, I didn't write down it word for word, but I'm all, I'm 99.9% sure that this is an exact quote. Um, and I'm going to, uh, reenact it for you right now. Uh, um, but I need your help, Ashley. You just need to say, um, oh, so you're the editor. Oh, so you're the editor. I'm only an associate editor. <laughs> it's it's dead on. It's and dead on. yeah, and guess guess how the person looked when when uh, June said that to her. She looked crestfallen. It, big disappointment. Wait, I'm dealing with an associate editor. Oh, disgusting. The horror. Um. All right. What's next is the first kiss. First kiss wasn't weird. It was just a normal first kiss, right? Yeah, it was like, okay, yeah. I don't even remember the context. They were no. just at one, like, chocolate tasting or something. Probably. Um, or roasting. Yeah, at one point, this is very funny. They're, they're like, walking through an outdoor mall. Do you remember this? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. Early on, they're, it's like a date that they're having. They're walking through an outdoor mall, and they just sit on, like, a bench that has a fire next to it. And all of a sudden, they're roasting marshmallows yeah, in the they, middle of this outdoor mall. And there's no... In the daytime. In the daytime. On this... It, it was very strange. Very funny. Can you just imagine a public fire? <laughs> yeah. First of all, public open fire. A public open fire. And then to just sit down and like, I guess we're roasted marshmallows. There wasn't, they weren't like, there wasn't like a vendor selling marshmallows. There might have been. I got the impression that there was a s'mores vendor, but still, it's insane to do s'mores in the daytime and, and, impl- and a public okay. fire. So there's an implied <laughs> marshmallow vendor yeah. by this open flame, but we don't see it. But they should put those in like the Glendale Galleria. That would be fun. The the no, the, someone will launch the whole place on fire. Like there's no way. <laughs> yeah, I guess not in L.A. You simply can't. You trust can't the have public. an open flame in L.A. You can't have an open flame anywhere. Um. Okay, and then finally, Ashley, for maybe the final time this year, but maybe not. No. no. Um. What is your rating for saying yes to Christmas 
on a scale of zero to ten Santa hats. And please also give uh, this movie a Christmas gift. Well, I this was a really weird one, and I love the weird ones, especially the weird ones that make me angry. And this one really did. Yeah, yeah, it got you all riled up. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I was getting pissed off. Um, so I'm going to give this one a six. Six Santa hats. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of like my highest score, probably. I need to look back at the at what I gave this year. Yeah, we need to look at the at, at maybe we'll do end of year ca- review. What's canon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do end of year review. That's crazy. That's very close to what I put. Oh, yay! Um, I put. Wait, s- I didn't give my special oh yes. Gift oh, sorry, sorry. I jumped the gun. Go ahead. Okay, and my special gift is not a physical item. It is um, a service. I'm going to teach June how to say "talk to the hand." Oh, I need her to like put her hand in these people's faces and say, absolutely not. You can, you can set an appointment, but no chance of talking to me right now. I'm busy. Consult my Google calendar. Exactly. Because I got stuff to do. Honey. Talk to the hand. A lesson. A lesson in teaching her to do. Talk to the hand. And a six. Um, Ashley, I wrote down 6.5. Oh, I almost did that. 6.5. Um, and the reason I liked it was I liked the extra magical moment, even though yes. it was a Jim Carrey movie. But I love Jim Carrey. Yeah. And I wish he would have made uh, some sort of cameo, or at least they should have at least said, hey, during one of their dates, hey, have you seen the latest Jim Carrey movie? <laughs> Do you want to go see the latest Jim Carrey movie? I think all of those things are too expensive to do. Yeah, or uh, it would be great if Blake at some point did a Fire Marshal Phil impression. <laughs> Maybe buy that fire, the, the public fire. Uh, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Oh my God. What if during the public fire, <laughs> it lit one of the benches <laughs> on fire and then like it all went up in flames and then we see Fire Marshal Phil. Blake does his best Fire Marshal Phil. I, it's genius it at the very happened. least okay at the very least they should have put in alrighty then okay, at least then. one alrighty then what about like the butt cheeks talking in Ace Ventura yes <laughs> can I ask you a few questions yes <laughs> and you don't even need to say it like in a Jim Carrey impression you can no. just say can I ask you a few questions yeah. a little easter egg yeah exactly there needs to be more easter eggs <laughs> Um, okay, Ashley, that is saying yes to Christmas. What a way to, I, I keep saying end no. it, but may, but you've definitively said this is not our last it's one. It's now so. canon that it's not our last one. Yeah, it's, not, it's now officially canon that this is not our <laughs> last episode of 2022. Folks, thanks for keeping listening with us. I hope you've been uh, watching a lot of great Christmas movies and um, if you're fiending for maybe listening to a Christmas movie, an original, an original Christmas movie, that's a, uh, let's just say a little bit goofier, a little bit sassier than the ones on Hallmark and Lifetime, you can just scroll down the boards feed and listen to Dreaming of a Whitney Christmas, which is a Christmas movie podcast, um, a scripted Christmas movie podcast that I made two years ago and it's still there's it's still just as relevant as it was yeah in 2020 yes very um, funny i never mentioned i don't think it's ever mentioned in there who's uh who's in congress who's president right. there's no <laughs> things that are outdated now yeah 
who was Super Bowl champion that year. Right. I don't. I never, never wrote it in because I wanted it to be um, an annual thing. Yes, absolutely. And I hope you smart. can. That's smart. And that's just smart. Yeah. Smart marketing. Um, and I hope you can listen to it. And I hope you're having a great holiday season and you're avoiding the sickness that is spreading across the nation for these holidays. Ugh. Yeah. Ashley, how are you feeling? A little sneezy, but good. Good. I'm feeling okay, too. Thank you. Folks, we'll see you next time. This has been Christmas Boards. <laughs> Thank you.